Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Praise the Lord and God bless you. Welcome to When Zion Travail's Prayer and Impartation Call. I pray that you all are doing well today. I pray that uh, you got up this morning with your mind stayed on Jesus. Amen. That was an old song when I was a little girl. Woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know if any of you know that song. But I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Amen. Woke up this morning with my mind stayed on him. Woke up this morning with my mind uh, to talk to God. Amen. You know, prayer is such a blessing. It's such a beautiful thing to have an audience with the master, to have an audience with the creator, to have an audience with the one who knows all things, (laughs) to have an audience with the one that has the answers. You know, sometimes we waste our time talking to people who don't have the answers. And if you're anything like me, you want the answers. I need the answers. So I pray, I pray, because I know that God has the answers. Hallelujah. What an amazing privilege it is to be able to come to God in prayer. Hallelujah. So I am saying, pray the Lord, and God bless you. Thank you all so much for being here this morning. And uh, thank you so much again for being on your prayer posts. Thank you so much uh, for your faithfulness unto uh, the Lord and to your prayer assignment and to your this prayer ministry that the Lord has called you to. Many of you are here because you feel that uh, you have been called to this ministry, to pray with this ministry, to lock arms with this ministry. And so uh, I thank God for you for being faithful to the call of prayer that God has on your life. I pray you are doing well with your time of consecration. Your 30 days, we are in 30 days of prayer and consecration, and this is day 15, no, 16. This is day 16 of our 30 days of prayer and consecration. So as always, I pray that uh, you are honoring your vow and that you are spending time with the Lord, and I pray that you have begun to see By this time, you should be able to see areas of growth in your life. There should be uh, things that you could point to where you're saying, hey, I'm actually growing in this area. Oh, you know, that doesn't even upset me the way it was upsetting me this time last month. I'm actually a little bit more calmer now. Actually, I'm praying for people that I wasn't able to pray for before. I've actually been uh, being more generous and more giving. I mean, there should be some areas in your life that you're able to point to discipline. There should be um, some areas of discipline. Some of you have probably lost an appetite for certain things. You don't even want to eat it anymore. And I would I would encourage you that once this fast is over, so this is how it works. <laughs> Once you on the fast, there's just a an unspoken discipline that comes with your eating habits. Your system is clean now. You don't even crave the junk anymore. So what happens when the fast is over, you're like, oh, the first thing I'm doing, I'm going to get this. But I'm going to tell you something. If your body has... Uh, 
uh, gotten adjusted to eating certain kinds of food or not eating certain kinds of food. And you can see the difference in your waistline. You can see the difference in your energy. You can see the difference in your skin. You can see the difference. Maintain it. Just just keep it up. It doesn't mean that you're, you're continuing to fast, but it, what it means is that you're honoring uh, the shift that has taken place in your body, all right? So that, that's, that's really important. And, you know, every now and then we can, you know, splurge. I like to have a good old Sunday Southern cooked dinner uh, every now and then. Every, you know, every now and then on the Sunday I like to get me some greens and macaroni and cheese incorporated as a black eyed peas and some potato salad. <laughs> You know, every now and then, I don't do it all the time, but it's it's okay every now and then. But for the most part, once you're on a fast like this, your body begins to adjust. You can tell the difference. You can see your skin shifting. Your skin is glowing. Your energy is up. You're just feeling good about yourself. You don't want the sugar. You don't need the bread. All these things are happening in your life. Stick to it. Don't let this be a one-time hit for you. Don't let this be a one-time wonder for you. Amen? All right. All right, come on. Let's get into this word this morning. Oh, I have an announcement. Somebody's birthday is coming up. So I told you all that my birthday is on February the 10th, and I have never, believe it or not, I've never had a birthday party. Growing up, just birthday parties just were not, it just wasn't, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a thing. I just never had a birthday party. And so as an adult, I still, def- I've never had a birthday party. And so um, every year I'm like, I'm going to do something for my birthday. I'm going to do something for my birthday. And I never do. So I figured, well, shucks, we're in, the, we're in Zoom birthday season, right? So let's just have a Zoom birthday party. So I'm going to have a Zoom birthday party and I'll February 10th is actually on a Wednesday. So I'm not going to do it on a Wednesday. Um, We're going to do it on that Friday. So for those of you that would like to come to my Zoom party, please open up your phone. Go to Friday, February 10th, 7 o'clock p.m., and type in Pastor Aziz's birthday party. All right, and so we will. I'll be sending out uh, the flyer and the Zoom link. Of course, it's only limited. I think I can only have a hundred people on there, um, but I am doing it open to you all. I'm actually going to do it. I'm just going to make it an open invitation. Um, but I really would like for you all to be there. And we have allotted space. My staff and I have allotted space for maybe one or two uh, prayer partners who would just kind of like to share and give a birthday greeting. So. If that's you, if you're on the line today, and I'll probably announce this tomorrow because I know some people aren't one every day, um, but if you are one, if you are a, a part of this prayer ministry and uh, your life has been impacted or encouraged or inspired or empowered or anything, and you would like to give a, uh, a public birthday greeting um, as a part of my birthday, this is not going to be video. It's going to be like live, okay? So we're not doing any recordings, but if you would like to, uh, we have made space for because you guys are so part, it's such an intricate part of my life. I wanted to leave space, not just for my family and my friends, but also for my prayer family. So if you would like to uh, have words for the birthday greeting, you can send me an email at contact at azizamorrison.com and say, hey, Pastor, I'd, I'd like to do a birthday shout out for you. Okay, so that is going to be on Friday, February the 12th at 7 o'clock p.m. 
happy birthday to me. All right, let's talk about this morning. Jesus, we love you and we honor you. We glorify and magnify your name. I thank you so much, Father, for your children and your sons and your daughters that you have assembled this morning to hear and receive from you. I pray, Father, that you would speak to our hearts, open up our spirits and our ears that we may have the ability to receive you. In Jesus' name, amen. I need you to get your Bibles out this morning. Get your Bibles, those of you that are at your house and you have a paper Bible, get your paper Bible out. Or those of you who have Bible apps, go ahead and open up your Bible app. We're going to go through some scriptures this morning. Um, I want to talk about the powers that work in the powers that work in you, the powers that work in us. What kind of power? What's what's happening within us? What's directing us? It's it's not just us. Um, there are things, there are uh, powers at work, there are forces at work, there are spirits that are work, that are working within us that uh, we are coming into agreement with or we're, we are fighting against or they are fighting against us. And so I want to get into that. The Bible tells us, number one, in Philippians 2 and 13, go with me to Philippians 2, Philippians 2, say that back to me, Philippians 2 and 13. For it is God which works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. The first thing that you have to understand, brothers and sisters, is that you are not alone in life. You're not just this blob of body and molecules and DNA and, and, and genes and blood and veins. No. God is in you, and not only is God in you, but the Bible tells us that is God is God, the Spirit of God is working in you. And what is His purpose? He's doing two things. He's working in you to do His will and to do His good pleasure for His will and His good pleasure. So, this is what you have to understand, brothers and sisters, is that God has planned a purpose for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us, God has given us a specific purpose. And so it is our responsibility to do two things. Our responsibility is to discover and to fulfill God's purpose for our life. All right? So God has a purpose for you. God doesn't do everything for you. There are things that we have to do ourselves. And two of the things that we have to do is we have to discover what his purpose is and then fulfill it. Somebody say that I've got to discover it and then I've got to fulfill it. It is not just enough for you to discover the will of God. You have to also know how to, you have to find out how you can fulfill the will of God. So the Bible says that God is at work in you. That word work there, watch this, it means to be active. It means to be efficient. It means to be mighty. It means to energize and to empower your life. So God is working within you, and he is energizing you. He is empowering you. He is active inside of you. God is mighty in you. Now, if you believe the Bible, you have to allow yourself to believe this text that God is working in you. God is mighty in you. God is energizing you. God is empowering your life. He tells us, brothers and sisters, in 1 Corinthians 6 and 17, he tells us in 1 Corinthians 6 and 17 that we are joined to the Spirit of God, our spirit with him. Let me, let me, let me get that. 
me get that. Where am I at? Let me get that. First, what did I say? First Corinthians six. First Corinthians six and seventeen. Yes. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So we are joined to the spirit of God. Why? Because our spirit is with him. Do you understand that? So God is in us. And because his spirit is in us, we are joined to him. So the question this morning, what does the Holy Spirit do? What is he doing in us? What is the work that he's doing in us? Well, the scripture just told us he's doing two things. He's energizing us. He energizes you to will. That's what he says. Remember that? He says that he's working in you to will and to do. So he's working in you to will. That word will there, it means to be resolved or determined. All right? So so you have to... Uh, come to the uh, understanding that that this is where we lay down our will for his will. That's when we say, like Jesus, not my will, but thy will be done. He is working in you to will and to do. That word do is to put forth the energy. Well, I can't do it. Yes, you can because God is in you and God is helping you to do. He's empowering to do the things that do what? Bring him good pleasure. That's what the text says. God is working in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. So the spirit of God that is within you, He is helping you. He's energizing you to will. He's energizing you to do, to put forth the energy that will bring pleasure to God. So this is the mission of the Holy Spirit. This is his assignment to work in you, to help you do the will of God, and to help you to do his good pleasure. Hallelujah. So you're not alone. So you have to uh, get a kingdom mindset. And the kingdom mindset says, I am not in this by myself. I belong to a king. And the king has empowered me, hallelujah, to do his will. But then there's other spirits that are, are, are operating in us. There's other forces. There's other entities that are operating in us. The Bible says that sin is also working in us. Are you hearing that? Uh, Romans 7, go to Romans 7, Romans 7 and 13, Romans 7 and 13, when then that which is good made death unto me was forbid, oh, was then that which is good made death unto me, God forbid, but sin that it might appear sin worketh death in me. Are you seeing that? Sin is working in you, but what is sin working in you? Now the spirit of the spirit is working in you to do the will of God and to do his good pleasure. <coughs> Excuse me. But the Bible says <coughs> that sin is working in you and it's working death in you. It says, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. So sin is working death in you. That working, that word working there, it means to thoroughly work. It's not just like work, but it says working. 
You understand that? Um, the Bible says if you go up to Romans, uh, go up a few verses to verse 5, it says, for when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. So sin brings about death. Sin is working death in us. Again, that word work there, to energize, to arouse activity, all right? So sin works to create a strong uh, a negative energies within us that influence us and that brings about spiritual death and spiritual isolation from the life of God. So it's not just um, you know, uh, of course, the spirit of God is in us, but when we uh, entertain sin, when we engage in sin, now we have given sin the legal right to do what it does. And what does it do? What did we just read? It, it, it brings about death. But then also there are evil spirits that can work in us. So we've got the spirit of God, we've got sin, and we've got evil spirits are working in us, Ephesians 2 and 2. Ephesians 2 and 2, in which, ye, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. All right? So you see this, that the Bible says that evil spirits work. Are you following this text this morning? Evil spirits work. That, that word there, that word work there is energeo, again, to energize, to arouse activity. So there's, there's some, 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 some powers that's working within us, some forces that's working within us, all right? And so what, they, what these evil spirits do, the Bible just said it. They use sin. They use disobedience as a gateway to enter and to energize people to live in bondage, all right? So this is what the question is this morning. As we are on this path, this, this path of prayer and consecration, what we want to know and what we want our focus to be on is how can I operate with the Holy Spirit to increase him working in my life because I don't want to be fooling with sin and these evil spirits because sin and the evil spirits will get you jacked up. <laughs> They'll get you jammed up. Come on, church, and say amen right there. I just need some real people that, 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 that know that sin will jam you up, right? They, back in the day, I, they, they used to say that sin will take you farther than you want to go and make you stay longer than you want to stay, make you pay more than you want to pay. Come on here. I feel like being in church this morning. So we not, we we give we we giving up sin on this fast. We giving it up, right? We we we're, we're giving up sin, and we want to know how can we uh, operate and cooperate with the Holy Spirit of God to increase His working in our lives. Uh, the the Spirit of God that works in us, He releases brothers and sisters supernatural energy. He said the Bible says that He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we are able to ask or think. What according to the power that works in us. Now, that power there, that word power there, it is dunamis power. It is the supernatural power and ability. And so he is talking about the Holy Spirit at work in us. And so the Holy Spirit, the work, the work of the Holy Spirit is to strengthen us with dunamis power in our spirit. 
the, the, the key that we have to do is activating that, that, that Holy Spirit within us. And how do we activate it? The, how do we activate it? Uh, well, the, one of the things that the Bible says that the law of life, which is the law of the spirit, which overcomes the law of sin and death, well, well how did, what, did, what do we do? What do we do? The first thing is we, we, we speak in our heavenly language because when you speak in your heavenly language, when you speak in tongues, it strengthens you and it builds up your spirit. That's why the Bible tells us to, to uh, pray in our heavenly language, that we, that we build ourselves up in our most holy faith. What? Praying in the Holy Ghost. So this is how we, we cooperate with the Spirit. This is how we, we connect with him to, to, to allow him to, to activate, to activate him working in us. And, and you, if for those of you that have been uh, 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 received the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, you know, speak in tongues and, and speak in tongues often. And speak in tongues strongly. I told you I shared you all year, many years ago. My mother had called me. And this is when I lived in Ohio before I moved to the D.C., Maryland uh, area. And, of course, before I lived in New Jersey, my mother called and said, the Lord told me to challenge, tell you, to challenge you to begin uh, speaking in tongues every day for 30 minutes. And I burst into laughter, literally burst into laughter. And I said, there's no way I could speak in tongues every day for 30 minutes. But you know what I did? I got a little timer, and I would start at five minutes. And then when I got, I could do that without looking at the clock, I'd bumped it up to seven, then to 10, then to 15. And now, you know, if need be, I can sit and pray in tongues for an hour. It was a muscle that I had to build. Those were the days where God was preparing me for the ministry that I have now. See, many people, and can I just talk to the ministers, many people, they want the, they want the notoriety. They want the, the uh, acclaim. They want all of that. But they, they see people but don't know the years of training and development and years that they spent in quiet time and prayer with the Lord. You don't get to a certain place uh, of, in, in ministry without doing the work in your pr- private prayer closet. And so that was the season that I was fasting. I fasted every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I fasted three days straight, 72 hours, the first three days of the week for a year. I did that for a year, and I prayed in tongues. And this is of no goodness, of no strength of my own. It doesn't make me any better than anybody. It doesn't give me any brownie points with God or anything like that. But what I'm saying is that it was a spiritual discipline. It was a spiritual discipline that I, that I had, and in, 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 in God training me. I went through a boot camp of the Holy Spirit. Are, are you hearing me this morning? So when people see, you know, see, you know, see, I don't want to say see me because it's not about me. They don't, under, they don't know the time that, that, that Jesus Christ took me through a wilderness experience to develop me, to be able to be on a 30-day prayer and consecration call and lead this prayer with you. This is not something that I could just do today, but it's been years of training and developing. I'm just trying to get you to understand that because many of you want to go deeper in God, but you've got to do the work. You've got to put in the time in prayer in your own private prayer life, in, in your own time of devotion with God, in repentance of your sins and, and just to 
surrendering it all to the Lord. And so as we are, you know, cooperating with the Spirit of God, you know, taking this time to speak in tongues, taking the time. Number two, number one was speaking in tongues, uh, fervently, strongly, often. Uh, you know, again, speaking in tongues activates your spirit to flow in the Holy Spirit. Uh, and number two, praise and gratitude. Practice praise and gratitude. The Bible says, I will praise the name of the Lord with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Because lack of gratitude and honor creates disrespect. But can I, I guess I should say that again. Lack of gratitude and honor creates disrespect, but constant gratitude and honor, it, it, it creates and it allows room for the Holy Spirit to move. So that's why the Bible tells us to what? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. The Bible says in Psalms 95 and 4 that we enter his presence with gratitude and praise, or we enter the experience, we experience the Holy Spirit with gratitude and praise. And then number three, we want to tune in to the voice of the Spirit. We want to tune in to the voice of the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us in Galatians 5 and 6, the Bible says that he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, uh, does he do it by the works of the law or the hearing of faith? So we have to learn how to tune into the voice of the Holy Spirit. And when he say, don't do it, don't do it. When he say, go, go. When he say, give, give. When he say, forgive, forgive. Well, he's always going to say forgive. When he, you know, when he, when he says, you know, whatever he says to do, do it. We have to practice tuning in to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And he doesn't just speak in, a, uh, in an audible way. He speaks to us in words. He speaks to us in thoughts. He speaks to us in pictures. He, he speaks to us through our bodies. We can feel it. We can sense the Holy Spirit moving upon us when we know, oh, wait a minute, what is, what is this that I'm feeling? To practice tuning in to the voice of God. Is this helping you this morning? And then I want you to, you know, obey promptly whatever he says. Because when you obey promptly, it releases the life of the Holy Spirit to flow into your life. And then finally, and we're getting ready to pray. You know, these are things that we can do to cooperate with increasing the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because remember, it's not sin that we don't want. We don't want sin working in us, and we don't want evil spirits working in us. We want the Holy Spirit working in us, and we want to cooperate with him, and we want to have an increase of his spirit working in us. The last thing is that we have to give voice to the word of God. Give voice to the word of God. First Thessalonians 2 and 13 says the word of God, which work is, works effectively in you who believe. It, the, the word of God works in you. I guess I should have added that earlier to, today, that not only does the spirit of God work in you, not only does sin work in you, not only does evil spirits work in you, but the Bible says that the word of God works in you. But it only works to those who believe. So the word works. Somebody say that with me. The word works. The word of God works. But only if you respond to it by faith. That's why the Bible says that the word has to be mixed with faith. So we take in the word of God, how we, we take it in through meditation, through speaking it, right? Because the word is not just in our heart, but it's in our mouth. 
Our victory is not victory is in our heart. It's in two places. Our faith is in two places. The word of God is in two places. It is in our heart and it is in our mouth. We have to learn how to speak the word. There's a scripture in Jeremiah uh, where it says, He who has my word, let him speak. Speak it forth faithfully. That's Jeremiah 23, 28 through 29. He who has my word, let it speak forth faithfully. Uh, Isaiah 49, lift up your voice with strength. So we've got to give voice to the word of God in our lives because words carry information. Watch this. Write this down. Words carry information, but your spirit, but your voice carries your spirit. Let me say that again because I I got it, my words mixed up. Words carry information, but your voice carries your spirit. So it's not uh, what you say, but how you say it that releases the anointing. And so we've got to speak the word of God. We've got to speak forth the word of God because as as we begin doing that, speaking forth the word of God, it stirs your spirit and it gives room for the spirit of God to work in you because ultimately that is our goal. We want the spirit of God, hallelujah, to work in us. Come on, let's pray. Oh, heavenly father, you are so wonderful and amazing to us. We give your name glory, honor, and praise. We bless thy name for blessing us. We thank you, Father, for yet another day of life and of health and of strength. We are here only but by your grace. We are here only because of you. We are here only because you have decided that you have a work for us to do. You have a purpose for us to do. You have an assignment for us to do. Father, this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, it is our prayer that we Whatever your assignment is for our lives, whatever your purpose is for our lives, I pray, Father, that you would give us the ability, hallelujah, to discover that will and to fulfill feel your will for our lives. Father, we don't want to just be walking around to and fro without any clarity or without any instructions or without any sense of direction and purpose. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just ask that you would direct us hallelujah, according to the will that you have for us. This morning, We make a declaration, Father, that sin will have no room in our lives. We make a declaration, Father, that sin will not work in our lives. We make a declaration that we give no place to the devil. Hallelujah. We give no place to the devil to operate in our lives. We give no place to the devil's evil spirits to work in our lives. But it is you, Father. It is you. We want to be syncopated and synchronized to your divine will. Father, you have great things for us. You have a great plan for our lives. And so, Father, this morning in the name of Jesus, as we have heard this word, we make a commitment to you to work with you, to allow you to work in us, to will and to do your good pleasure. I pray that as we go throughout the remainder of this day, I pray, Father, that we would carry this word in our heart, that we would carry this revelation, carry this wisdom 
in our hearts. It calls us to be mindful, Father, that you are working in us. We are not alone, and we don't have to do it in our own strength, and we don't have to do it in our own accord, and we don't have to do it in our own power, but we can rely on you. Hallelujah. We can rely on your grace. We can rely on your mercy. We can rely on your strength. We can rely on your faithfulness. Father, this morning we rely on you. We give way to you, hallelujah, to do whatever it is that you want to do in our lives. Bless us on this day. Walk with us and talk with us. Let your will be done even on our jobs. Calls us to be a light. Calls us to be an example. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, let our hearts be knitted to you. Give us the grace to fast. Give us the grace to honor the vows that we have made and that we have committed to you. This is our prayer. We love you. We want you to get the glory out of our lives. Bless our children. Bless our spouses. Bless our friends. Bless our family. Bless our family members. Bless our pastors. Bless our leaders. Lord, everyone that's connected to us, we speak a blessing over their lives today. We thank you for good news. We thank you for increased advancement, favor, and overflow. This is our portion, and we thank you. We pray today that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart, we pray that they'll forever be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, you, you are our strength, and you, you are our redeemer. Now, let it your heart that believe and say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. I pray that this lesson has been a blessing to you. I pray that uh, you have heard something that has inspired your heart to, to go higher in the Lord, to, to go deeper in the Lord, to, to, uh, to, to walk even closer to him. I pray that you heard something today that uh, have put a conviction in your spirit to do away with sin, uh, to, to let no evil spirits access your life through disobedience. The, the gateway, the gateway and the door that allows evil spirits to work within us is disobedience. I pray today that you recommit and rededicate your life to a life of obedience to the will and to the word of God and to his way. Amen. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Tomorrow is Thursday, so we will be back here praying, and we'll also be on Facebook Live. So do me a favor. Uh, for those of you that are on Facebook, uh, help me share the share the message. When you come on, please sh- hit hit the share button. You all know we are restarting and we're revamping, and so a lot of people don't know we're out on Facebook, and I don't I don't have the time to be trying to go through create friend requests and all that kind of stuff. So do me a favor uh, when you join tomorrow, uh, go ahead and hit the share button uh, so that we can uh, extend and expand our reach of this great gospel of Jesus Christ. All right, I love you all. With the love of the Lord, walk with Jesus today. God bless you. Shalom. Bye-bye.